My name is Asia Daggs. This is Alexandra Cochran. And Janice Jackson. And you are listening to Women of Content. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <Hi>. We're, we're <laughs> here. <laughs> Okay, so how did we get here? How did we get here? We good question. We are all members of KTSW, mm. which is the on-campus radio station at Texas State University. Um, we created this podcast with hopes of creating an open dialogue for all women in every aspect. Um, yeah, aspect. like yeah. either your career, your um, what you identify with. I mean, your sexuality. All of you. Yeah, all of us. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So yeah, so. This campus needed that. That's yeah. why we're here because yeah. there isn't a much of a platform, or I mean, we're the first female podcast. Yeah, yeah, we are. Um, and hey. also podcasts are <laughs> new to KTSW, but yes. like we really needed to be here. Yeah, communication is key. Yeah, that's what I truly believe. Like that's like every aspect of your life. Like communication is key. So mm-hmm. here we are opening that up. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah. current current things like politics movies entertainment yeah yeah the whole conversations shebang. things that we hear around campus that we raise our eyebrows to and we're like mm, mm, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah um but yeah i think we are truly here because uh we want to like start a community yeah and open dialogue like you said that's like the most important to me like just so people can like hear this and like oh you know spark conversation between their and them and their friends their family yeah. colleagues you know anything mm-hmm. really and like find similarities and like if not all of us at least one of us yes and be like wow i'm truly not alone in this conversation that i have all the time in my head yeah <laughs> like, Heck yeah it's thank cool. you for saying that because that's exactly like we feel like us three are so different we're so different yeah and we just want you know any little aspect of us or all three of us together mm-hmm. to like be able to relate to anything that someone's going through or what they're thinking, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, what they want to talk about, you know? Mm-hmm. So that... Yeah, and that also comes, like, with us, too, because, like, I know you guys, but yeah. <laughs> it's also, like, on this other aspect of where else do we find like, similarities, you mm-hmm. know? Want to talk about a little bit about ourselves? Yeah. Because this is more of, like, an introductory of, like, yeah. what this podcast is. Okay, so I am from um, Angleton, Texas. It's south of Houston. Um, I grew up in Seattle, Washington, so... When I moved here, it was a bit of a culture shock. So, you know, like I came from like a super, super diverse school and like community where I lived and, you know, all my friends were different. Um, And then when I got to Angleton, probably like, I think I was around 10 years old and it was just like, boom, like majority of my classes were, um, you know, like white people. And then all my teachers were white, you know, and then um, I had a few like Hispanic friends and a few black friends. But so I kind of grew up with a mixed culture, you know what I'm saying? Coming mm-hmm. from something so diverse and then coming to something was like, you know, a little bit more, well, less, way less, you know? So I kind of think like I have like a, a weird assortment of what I can talk about just because of like, I've been in different cultures when it comes to like mm-hmm. growing up in school and like learning from whoever I was learning from, you know? Yeah. So yeah, my the reason why I also feel like I have just so like so many different like aspects I can talk about is because of my, uh, my ethnicities, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. growing up with a Hispanic mother, but also being half um, African-American was one big thing too, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like when I first meet people, they, I think they all assume that I'm black just mm-hmm. from like looking at me, you know? And then when they hear me talk and you know, they're like, oh, or if they hear me say something like, oh, what I do, what I did when I was younger, they're like, oh my gosh, so you're like Hispanic? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, it's so funny. Cause like, um, 
being with my black family, having Hispanic tendencies, you know, mm -hmm. that was another thing that I had to learn from, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I have so many other little, little bits and pieces that I can like talk to and like hopefully help any of you relate to us. Mm -hmm. So yeah, or relate to me. So yeah, that's me. I have like a really mixed background. Like it's crazy. Yeah, I was, my parents were in the military. So um, I did a lot of moving when I was younger and I kind of like to contribute me growing up as a military brat as to being the person I am now. I'm very um, culturally accepting of different, you know, people. I I just love meeting new people from different backgrounds, you know. Yeah, my, my parents were real old school, like, you know, those, like, black disciplinarians. You better, you better yeah. beat them streetlights home. Yeah, you better be here <laughs> when the streetlights get on. And, you know, so I kind of, I was raised with a strict background. My parents really didn't take any nonsense. And it wasn't until, like, I got into college where I started to really, like, figure out who I was as a person. And, you know, I'm just this, like, big old melting pot of mm. different things. Like, so it's good to be in an environment where you know, you're accepted for who you are because being in college was like the first time where I could be, I'm so used to only one part of me being accepted by different groups, if that makes sense. That yeah. was totally yeah. said. Yeah, you know, yes. like, yes. oh, you're you're a woman, but you're black, you know? So it's it's cool to be in a place where you're accepted for, you know, each aspect of you and not just one being overshadowed by the other. So mm -hmm. yeah. So you grew up, so where did you go to high school at? I went to high school in San Antonio, Texas, okay. at a little like 3A school, Robert G. Oh, Cole. Wow. Um, Shaq went there. That's about the hey, only wow. interesting thing about <laughs> us. But yeah, so it was, like I said, it was a military school. So like you got a feel of like, different people but we were kind of very much sheltered at the same time because only military kids went there so wow, yeah um but I also lived in Washington so mm -hmm. and Washington was my favorite place to live I have to really? say because it is so like diverse yes. and like you can it, people up there are so like free and it's just it's amazing my parents hated it though because go. of that I have yes, never been oh, yeah, and it's beautiful it's beautiful yeah. up there. the evergreen yeah. state for sure, it's the wonderful. Evergreen State. I feel like we've all, I, I mean, I'm not from, it's weird. So I was born in Texas. Mm -hmm. I left in like 2002 and I was raised in this very like white community outside of Chicago. It was called Hinsdale. Wow. And it's like literally white picket fence. Like I went to a Catholic school. A suburban. And, yes, 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 yes. I did my first communion. Like I was wow. raised in a Roman Catholic uh, church. My parents were together. I mean, like I have a younger brother and an older sister. And and then I ended up down in Miami, Florida with my mom, which was just an ultimate culture shock if like there was any. Like I went from like Catholic school to public school. And like in Illinois, I was uh, the Latina girl. Mm -hmm. Like there was, I think, two other girls that were like wow. Hispanic. And then in Miami, I was the gringa. So I was like the white girl. So mm. it was just like, where do I belong? Yeah. I didn't even like realize it was that big of a deal until like kids pointed it out. Mm -hmm. And and it was just like, I just I just never thought about it because yeah. I was just in school. Like yeah. I was just a little like kid. Alex, yeah. Right? Like, yeah, that's how you see yourself. Like, like how, I like how you said, um, 
like basically like you didn't know who to be in like you know how you said same mm-hmm. thing you said yeah. you didn't know who to be like we're at you know what I'm yeah. saying? because you were getting mm-hmm. called different things Dude, yeah there was a time where i was just like checking off caucasian yeah and then there was a time i was checking off hispanic and yeah. i was just like <laughs> like when did this occur to yeah. me to, to yes. do that mm-hmm. like and it's like the environment itself totally affected how i felt about like who i was mm-hmm. and but i mean i ended up here in texas to go to school and i chose this college because i came to visit and i was like wow it's so diverse yeah there are so many different looking people here yeah. and it just seemed like a positive place to be yeah everyone in case we didn't like make it clear enough um i am biracial or i'm i'm actually multiracial and alex is as well so that's why we have like a little bit of different aspects to ourselves and like I love how I for- totally forgot that you were a military brat. Yeah. So shout out to all the military brats. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, all my uh, my MBs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's really cool. Like, I feel like we're going to have, like, such a huge audience outreach because of, like, every little thing that we can say about ourselves. Yeah, and it, what's, like I said about being a military brat is I've met people from literally all over the world. Like, yeah. and it's just... You know, it's it's cool being able. I, like that's why I connect with so many people now. Like I I don't care. You know what you look like, what your sexuality is. You know, your wherever you come from. Like I I can connect with you because it's just I've been able to learn about so many different people growing yeah. up, and it's it's been truly amazing. I thank the military for that. So yeah, it's so crazy because like I feel like. When children get to, like, you know, school age to where mm-hmm. they're going to either, it could be, you know, pre-K or kindergarten and, you know, on up through secondary grade school. Um, I think it's super important to teach empathy so we can be able to relate to other people outside of mm-hmm. our own shoes, you know? Like, if you're not taught empathy, then you wouldn't be able to understand what mm-hmm. another person's going through because they're different from you, you know, different from your household exactly. issues, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, like, that's really important. That's cool how, like, you just you instantly got that from being, you know, around different yeah. people. Yeah, and it, it's... It's good that you touch on that because I was having this conversation the other day. It's like people don't teach their kids empathy. And a lot of the reason that people don't have empathy is because it was never like it was never, you know, taught to them like, oh, you should treat people this way because that's, you know, that's just the right thing to do. They're humans just like Like you. So you're no less. You're no more. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And my mom was really big on that. She always, you know, used to tell us like, don't think you're any less than anyone, but also don't think you're any more than Mm -hmm. them. You know, we're all equal. And, you know, that was, empathy was kind of just something like, I just picked up on it. It just came to me. Like, I was just like- And you're like the sweetest person ever too. So it's like, it shows every day. You know, I I always want to, my goal in life is to spread love in the world. Like, that's just what I want to do because you look around society today and it's like, we we lack so much love. We're instantly judged everywhere we go. Yeah, and it's it's terrible. And I just really work every day to become a better person Mm -hmm. and spread that love because that's just what I want to see. Yes. Maybe we should introduce our main topic. (laughs) Because that was just the introductions. (laughs) Hi, hello. Hi, guys. They're just like, we know everything about them. You don't know who we are, though. Yeah. We had to to let you know a little something. something. Who are these people talking? Yeah. So basically, um, here in a minute, we're going to get into our main topic, which I think we agreed Mm -hmm. on. It's going to be about first encounters. Um, So basically, your first encounters with um, discrimination, uh, racism, or, you know, really just not being treated correctly, however you want to, you know, 
you know, coin that. Yeah. And then um, the second part of first encounters with um, being feeling culturally accepted. So the first time you were able to actually like you know feel like yourself or feel comfortable in your own skin or mm-hmm. wherever you were. Yeah. So and not yeah. even just race, but like gender wise too. Yeah. Like, yes, totally. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. So um, before we get into that juiciness, mm. <laughs> we're going to go into a new segment. Campus has been dealing with uh, racism and uh, I know I was going to say discrimination, but it's like plain racism. Yeah. Yep. It's it's, it's yeah, it's, it. that's the best way. Yeah. So we've been in the news quite a few times within this last year. Yeah. Like, we're all over news. We're all over articles. Like, the Statesman's picking us up. Um, Vice. I mean, Vice. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Vice is picking us up. Yeah. So, to jump into that. I think it. we can start at the elections because that's when I feel like a lot of the visual, mm-hmm. like, posters, things mm-hmm. like that were left around campus. And, and a lot of it was skewed because, I mean, there's there was, like, a leader, which was yeah. just, like, running for president and promoted this side of racism and um it kind of sparked a lot of people to 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 be comfortable in their racism mm-hmm. <laughs> yep and um yeah there was that huge banner that hung over Alkek library it was like this it was like a bed sheet wasn't it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was huge yeah. <laughs> Over here, like, really <laughs> yeah, these moments that you're kind of trying to like yeah rever bring back. myself back because <clears throat> the, the thing that it hurt it hurts Did your you, feelings. Right. Yeah. I think like we all, that. it, it yeah. happened at like the early morning. Like, it was like a yeah, 7 yeah. or 8 a.m. class. Like people who were on campus at that time saw it, but it was taken down, but it was blown up all over social yeah. media. And it just yeah. hurts to see that on your campus. Right. Because it's just like, it was the same with me. I chose this university because I figured it was a varied, when I visited, yeah. it was, they told it was us. varied. We're in central yeah. Texas, They told guys. us it was like, diversity. So exactly. Our main theme here is diversity. That's what we push for. They yes. told us, you know what I'm saying, come to our school because you're going to be culturally accepted. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel comfortable where you are. And then we get here and it's like, And you see stuff whoa. like that and it's just like, okay. Maybe not so know, much. Wait, yeah. yeah. Was I lied to? Yeah. So, yeah. I could say that too. When I first saw those, you know, the, I, I think I saw the, um, it was on Twitter you know, tweets were going out about the poster. Mm-hmm. And my first thing was just like anger. It was so, so much anger just about like, why would someone do that? Why would someone feel so comfortable to do that? You know, um, on in a place of education, you know, where everyone's supposed to feel comfortable, especially because, you know, we pay to be here. You, yeah. yeah. yeah like this isn't thing. like your household where you hang that. Yeah. This is somewhere. That yeah. You know, so it was so malicious. Flag or something like this is like you it's not a bumper sticker. Like yeah. you literally came for a purpose to yeah. s- to be malicious, That's to be malicious, so yeah. to spread hate, mm-hmm. like to spread on a college hate. campus, which is supposed to be like the welcoming, yeah, or just like the community of where you learn how to like intermingle with people that are different from you. Yeah. Like this isn't middle school where you're like you're sheltered. This is college, like where you're supposed to be. Ex- exposed to so many different types of cultures yeah. and like so it's like a premeditated mm-hmm. racist um visual on campus and for everyone to see for everybody to, to, to see. strike fear into the hearts and mind of you they never colored people they never like caught the person like there's cameras yeah. everywhere yeah. so yeah. when she said um caught i put in quotations guys because it's they didn't catch you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. they yeah. didn't, i thought they didn't try so yeah like i think like i said earlier like i was just so angry and then it became heartbreak just because being a student of color, I'm paying to be here. And like I have so many friends who are, you know, who are also different ethnicities. And for us to come onto campus and not feel safe, that's what really, really, really just took a toll on me. My mother calling me and saying like, hey, like 
what's going on. Like, y'all need to be careful. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, watch your surroundings at all mm-hmm. times. Like, and it's like, dang, like, I'm on a campus. It's like, crazy. why should I have to do that? Yeah. You know? And the sad thing about it is, is like, these people don't like know you. They don't for even who know you. you are. Yeah. And they just hate you. Like, yeah. that's, that's what I, that's the <laughs> one thing about mind. racism I've never understood. Yeah. Yeah. You hate somebody based off of, you know, the skin tone that they have, but you're not judging somebody off of character, you know? Yeah. Like, that's my big thing. Like, if you're going to judge somebody off right. of something, let it be their yeah. character. Because there's not... terrible people out there that, yes. you, that I put my energy towards hating, like, because they deserve to be to, hated because yeah. they're terrible people. But <laughs> not because, like, oh, well, they're just that, they're that race, so I'm just going to, like, that doesn't make any sense it's to so me. It's so insane like, to me. Like, it's like, my favorite thing to say is, like, we all bleed the exact same way. We came into this world the exact same way and we go out the same way. So it's like, what makes us different? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what makes us so different to where you just literally cannot stand an entire culture of people, you know? And it's not even, and it's multiple, it's cultures of people, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, that's, it's just, it's really mind-blowing. And, I, and I'm glad, I'm, I'm, I love to be able to say that I would never understand racism. You know what I'm saying? Like I would mm-hmm. never be able to just put myself in a racist person's shoes. You yeah. know, like I would never be able to do that. Like I just can't. Like I love humans for humans. You know, like we are all Homo sapiens, <laughs> and that's yeah. what I love about us. You know, and it's just crazy because like people can't see it that way. People, do, people, and no, no, no. You know what's crazier? People choose not to yeah, see it that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly. what's the that's what yeah, the crazy thing yeah. is right there. Yeah. Yeah, because there isn't the excuse anymore of like, oh, I just don't know any black people, so I can't yeah. relate. Or yeah. like, oh, I, I don't know anybody any. who's gay. Yeah. I don't know anybody who like, uh, who, it, it's, anything. <laughs> it doesn't. Outside of yeah. their own. Like, that's your fault. Mm-hmm. That's nobody else's fault. Like, exactly. Like, because they're out there. So yeah. Like, like you, you, choose, if you're, you chose to if you're getting isolate yeah, yourself. Yeah, if you're getting in your yeah. car and you're going to work, you're there at nine to five and you leave and you come home and there's like, you decide to not read articles. You decide mm-hmm. to not watch videos that are open and out there for you to educate yourself because, like I said earlier, like we're not here to, to educate you. We're here to communicate about the lack of education. <laughs> but um, there are so many materials out there for you to consume and to figure out for yourself Oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> well, there's a lot of hate out there. Let me figure out why people yes. are this way and then make your trusted decisions on like, okay, maybe I'm wrong and maybe I should be approaching people differently rather than thinking like, you know what? That's uh, just a bunch of BS. Like I'm just going to continue to be hateful and judge people. Like that's ridiculous it's, yeah, it's, it's there's like, no excuse yeah it's it's shenanigans you know it's um it's just it's, it's all things it's, crazy it's real tomfoolery <laughs> yeah. like that's, that's that's literally all i can exactly. say exactly uh, man oh man and what's happening now though um and like before ours... we even like get into that we forgot uh-huh. to mention um what? the pictures of like photoshopped lynches of a student you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. that before at the, i think this is before so the banner before, they photoshopped yeah. someone being lynched right on this campus I, I believe I believe that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. So um, that's what was taking place right before the elections. And now that we're at the elections, it's like free for all. Boom. Let's just let's just let's just get out in the air. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> let's clear the air, <laughs> man. Um... So I think, you know what? I think what sparked it off for for like the biggest one was when uh, Texas State's body, student body government chose not to bring an immigration lawyer to campus for undocumented students. Yeah. Who may I remind you guys? pay to be here. (laughs) 
that's that's what I always think about. Yeah. We pay to be here, and we don't get our rights. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, mm-hmm. that I think that's what blew up, and we were just like, wow. So you're basically telling us you do not care about all the students under your reign, you know? Because most of the students here are um, uh, Hispanic. Are Hispanic? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So that that was like that was a major like curveball. You know what I'm saying? Like that was just like wow. It shone light to like wow. We really do not you know, care about the diversity or the, you know, the inclusivity. Is that a word? You know what I'm saying? So we're going to go with this. Yeah, we're going to go yes. with this. Let's get into it. Who wants to go first? You wanna, first you encounters. We're going yeah. into first encounters of not only just race, but gender, sexuality, living, yeah, breathing. Living. Yeah, being oh. here. My first encounter that made me aware mm-hmm. of colorism, racism, discrimination, whatever you want to call it, was um, in third grade. I had just got back to Texas and I, um, I believe I was hanging out with the Hispanic girls, you know, so mm-hmm. as I was just, uh, you know, we're playing at the playground. Yeah. A black girl comes up to me after recess who, I, she's my friend still to this day, you know, she told me, she asked me, she said, why do you hang out with the Mexican girls? And I was just like, I really didn't know what to say. Like, I didn't know if she was joking at first. Cause you know, like my mother is Hispanic and mm-hmm. like all of my cousins on my mama's side are Hispanic. So, you know, and like I told you guys earlier, I was raised with my mother. Now I wasn't, I didn't really get to know my father's side until I was, you know, a little bit older. So all I knew was my Hispanic um, culture. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say, you know, that, that was my main one. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like being asked that, I was just like, I didn't know how to respond to her. I was just like, well, well, hey, uh, <laughs> these are my friends, you yeah. know? And I was just like, wow, like I had to go home and like, you know, tell my mom and my mom had to break it down. Just, that's just how people are, you know, like um, coming from Seattle where it's like, just everyone hangs out together. You're like, my best friend was a Filipina girl. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's just so much different. So when I got here, she just basically had to explain to me that people are uh, more grouped off, mm-hmm. you know? And that's like, that's a thing. So yeah, that was like my very first encounter with like, whoa, people actually look at your color of your yeah, skin, you yeah. know? Like, wow, this is crazy. And I, yeah. that was- And so young too. Third yeah. grade. That was That's what, nine years old maybe? Or no, no, like, yeah, 10, I think that's like, like nine or eight, 10. nine, yeah. yeah. Something like that. So that's I mean, crazy. Second grade, you're like seven or something. Yeah, that's really, really, really interesting. Yeah. So that was like my very first, like, just like, whoa. <laughs> mine, mine is kind of similar to that. It was in fourth grade. And before, this was, I had moved to Fort Hood, Texas, which is a pretty large military installation. But before we lived there, um, we lived, in Keller, Texas, which is like right outside Fort Worth. So Keller, Texas at the time was very much a white town. Like there, it was just really white people there. So I grew up like really mingling with white, white kids Mm -hmm. and they treated me, you know, they treated me as if I was, you know, an equal, which I, you know, I didn't really know what what it was to be discriminated against uh-huh. because of my color until the fourth grade when I moved. And like I said, the military is one of those things, like you meet people who are very different from you. And there was this girl, it was about my third month there, and I was starting to settle in because I'm kind of like a reserved person, so it takes me a little bit to <laughs> get comfortable with people. But I had settled in, you know, like I said, I never really had encountered anyone treating me differently because of my, my skin tone. But this girl, I was on the playground one day and she just started calling me just these derogatory terms. Wow. Like, and I had, I had heard them before, but it's a different thing to hear it's them directed towards you. and then for it to be directed towards you. And I remember just this like rush of anger coming over me. 
and I beat the crap out of oh. this girl. But like, <laughs> I remember it all being done with, and I just my feelings were just really hurt because I was like, you know, I was nothing but nice to people, like I am now, like right. I, you know, flashing a smile, and you know, this girl didn't know me, and for her to just call me these mean things because you know apparently you know she's taught this that's what i'm saying it's just it it hurts your it just hurts your feelings i remember going home and i i just cried my eyes out because i didn't understand why somebody could hate me because of being black right but then i thought about you know this is what my grandparents went through Mm -hmm. in the south so it's just it was one of those things i was very emotional about that it hurt it hurt my feelings so yeah. That was my first encounter with wow, racism. Wow, that is a heavy, yeah. heavy yeah. encounter. Yeah, something heavy to hold. Like, Definitely. Just, yeah. I mean, it, at a young age like that, like, it's crazy yeah. like, to be called that. So, yeah. Yeah, and then encountering that. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was just going to say parents. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to talk children about. Like, do better. That, that be part, like, open. you're so young encountering that, but, like, that other child is so young. Yeah. To be. To, to possess be, that. Yes. To possess that hatred. And that's. That's, that's coming from the thing. home. That, exactly. Hashtag do better with your kids. Yeah. <laughs> like that's or or do not have them. <laughs> or yes, <laughs> that's that is a thing we can too. talk about. You cannot bring children into this world without being responsible a hundred percent for the way that they treat other people and what they bring to this earth. Yes. Like, why are you going to have children if they don't contribute any positivity in any way? That could also jump into a conversation about teachers. Do not expect the school systems to teach your children the things that you should be teaching them at home. Yeah. And you know, bless the teachers who do go above and beyond their pay to teach us things like that. And become idols to these children. Yes. And you know what's really crazy? Majority of teachers are women, so shout out to the women. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's crazy. Yes. I can't say that I have an encounter against my race mm-hmm. because I am so white passing. Like, I am very pale. <laughs> I'm very pale. I have very dark hair, very dark eyes. But uh, I can remember being, like, literally hitting puberty and immediately being sexualized. Like, yeah, yeah. I am lucky to have certain genes Uh, I remember like getting dressed up to go to a dance and it was sixth grade. And that was the year that I figured out, you know, I wanted to use makeup. I wanted to Mm -hmm. get dressed up. And I remember I wore like a Jean Abercrombie and Fitch skirt and like this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, just like a spaghetti strap top. And it was like. Oh, Alex, like you have to change because it's inappropriate with what you were. And there was nothing wrong with what I was wearing. It was just the way that I filled out like what yeah. I was wearing. Yeah. And it's crazy because it's like I never mm, thought of myself to look at myself that way until like my parent told me, no, you, you got to worry about what you're wearing because of like the reputation that you're putting out there. In sixth and seventh and eighth grade, I had a hard time with not even just my parents, but my friend's parents telling me, oh, your reputation is going to be horrible with the way that you dress because of the way that you look. And I was just like, I cannot help my breast size or like like my style or things like that. Like I and it's always been a battle of like how to figure out not just dress myself, but it was hard for me to accept my body and to feel confident in my body because of the way that I was perceived growing Mm -hmm. up being just so overly sexualized. I I had to compensate and cover myself up and just not be comfortable in my own skin until yeah. literally about a year or two ago. Yes. Just allowing yourself to be free in that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Be free mm-hmm. with your sexuality. That was a hard thing. And then like, and then wanting to like feeling 
as if it was okay to want to accept sexuality. You know, mm-hmm. like that's that's also a thing. Like it's like a it's like a two a two step thing that you have yeah. to go through. You yeah. know, to accept it and then be okay with accepting it. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's so interesting. Like, and I can't believe that you were so young and people were putting these thoughts into your head. And, and I didn't even know. Yeah, they that planted I was, that. I was. I would, and I of course looking now, like if I were a parent that that child who is already developed is not the issue. Like that's not the issue at all. Um, but at the time I thought I was the issue. And for so long, I thought I was the issue um, of like being catcalled in sixth grade by really creepy men, which we all have. Um, (laughs) Like that's part of being in this body, but um, (laughs) it's been a, it's been a huge issue in my life and just thinking of like when it started and how and how like things around me uh were handled at the time so just looking back on that is kind of strange because it it totally made a huge impact on who I am today and you know it's so crazy because like that can tie into like that like that entire thing can fit into my hair Mm. oh my goodness like growing up teachers were like you know, it's not even just teachers. The students behind me, I can't see over her hair, you know? Yeah. And that would make me feel like, it would make me feel sad. Like, what can you like, do about yeah. it? It's like, it's like, oh my gosh, like, I'm sorry that I have like this big puff of curls behind me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I just can't help it. So that's what made me want to perm my hair and cut it short. You know, yeah. like I had to go through those phases where I basically ruined my hair because I wanted to feel culturally accepted yes. at school, you know, and yeah. around my friends who had long straight wavy hair you know like yeah. it was that 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 could fit into exactly that like i just got comfortable with my hair like you know these past two three years so mm-hmm. it's, that's totally insane like i could and i can relate to that because i grew up my mom was just like i you know i was this girl had this big like old afro yeah and as a kid i thought that was so cool yeah but mom was like no you got a permit because you know that's that was just the to thing, make you, look, you know. To make you look girly, to yeah. make you look yeah, to make exactly. you look decent. Yeah. And, and then growing up around, you know, the white kids that I did, a lot of them had straight hair, mm-hmm. and you know, straight hair was a so-called norm. Yeah, so I was course. like, you know, okay. But and then like I got into high school, my senior year, and I just cut it all off. Like I just cut my straight hair off, and I said, no, I'm going to appreciate my God-given hair. Like, this it's supposed to be curly. It's supposed (laughs) to be free and wild. And, you know, like... Because that's the way it grows. That's the way it grows. We... And it's just like with our bodies. We can't help how our bodies develop. That's the way it grows. Yeah, that's the way it grows. So to be, like, that's so... I hate that women have to go through that. Yeah, it's so much. (laughs) And to be sexualized that young, like, you're... man. Like, that's crazy to me. Man. Okay, so now... We're going to jump into our first encounters with um, feeling comfortable in our skin and, you know, feeling culturally accepted or however that mm-hmm. manifested. This is going to sound kind of silly. I hope it doesn't. But like it's a, it was a huge deal for me. Or no, you know what? It was um, the year before last. So I was at KTSW and this is when we were um, in Old Main in our old lobby. And I was sitting with my two good friends, uh, Dalia and Jackie. Shout out to them. They have their own podcast, <laughs> To and Fro. You guys should go listen to it on SoundCloud. It is great. Hi, guys. If you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> so um, basically, we were sitting in, in the lobby, right? And like we're like all like you know complaining about our hair and like you know, just going into like how much of a process it is. I swear to you guys, like I'm being quiet. Like the whole time, I'm just like letting them talk and I'm listening to them. And I'm like, you know, nodding my head sometimes. And then, you know, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to talk to them about my hair. So I, I got into there and I was like, yes. And I'm, like, you know, I'm talking about like um, conditioner, you know, things like that. And they did not once look at me funny stop me or talk or you know like comment back with anything negative and I swear to you guys that was my first time being able to 
talk about my hair issues with black women in my entire life. That's amazing. It, when yes, was this? Two years ago. Wow. Yes. Like, and I promise you, like, I'm smiling so big right now because it, <laughs> I, it, like, I have goosebumps, you know what I'm saying? Because it was such a, like, a, it was a um, pivotal thing for me. I was just like, wow. And you so, felt it at the moment, too. Yes. Which is just amazing because yes, you're just like, oh, like, my God, this is what it feels like to. For them to let me relate to them. Yes, yeah. You know? That was so hard to say. But, yeah, that's basically how I felt about it. I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, they didn't, they did not once tell me, oh, girl, you have good hair, girl. You don't have no issues. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. I had that hair, I would do this. I would do yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Because I always get that wherever I'm at, you know? So letting, like, hearing them talk and then, like, me being able to, like, oh, my gosh, me too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it was just, like, it was liberating, honestly. That I was just like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Cause, like cool. I said earlier, my hair is a big part of my life. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. it's, been a, it's been a constant thing for me, you know, to always worry about. So that was just like, wow. So thank you guys so much. Yeah. <laughs> and to other women. Let women be women around you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if you want to talk about point. something, they can relate. Yes. And that goes for different races. Um, you know, don't, don't, not put down, but just, you know, don't brush Everybody's under the rug. Everybody's issues are just as important as yours. Yes. Like, just because people have different issues or uh, some are in your head more severe than others. Like, that doesn't matter. That's still an issue to that person. Yes. They're, it's okay for them to bring up their issues. Yes, exactly. Like, it was, I felt so comfortable at that moment. I was just like, wow, this is what it feels like, you know, to be, to feel accepted and in any type of form, you know, even if it was something small, like hair conversation, that was a big deal for me because growing up, I could not, you know, like mm-hmm. no one wanted to talk about my hair because it was just like, oh my gosh, you have better hair than me, so I'm not gonna talk to you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that was the like, light they saw me in. Yeah. So like, that was like it was really cool. Yeah. So that was mine. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I have like an exact like moment, but it definitely started when I started working at KTSW. A big struggle for me um, growing up was I was always told I didn't. I wasn't feminine enough. You know, I was always doing what the guys were doing. I played sports. I hated wearing dresses and skirts. And, you know, I I didn't feel less of a woman, but, you know, people made me feel that way. Oh, you're not a... You're a tomboy. A, you're, you're just a lesbian. Just, that's like, that's oh, what I would get. Like, yeah. oh, you dress like that, so you have to be a lesbian. I'm just like, you know, I'm just dressing in what makes me comfortable. Right. So uh, being here at KTSW and people being like, so it's just simple stuff like, oh my gosh, Janice, I love your style. Exactly. I love your outfit today. Yes. That that makes me feel good because like, like I said, I went through years of people telling me like, oh, you're just, you know. Like categorizing you. Yeah, as, than you know, like, as, you can't. I have to say this because it it irks me. You cannot, you can't tell somebody's sexuality based off their Mm, clothes. Like people dress in what makes them feel comfortable. And that's always been my thing. As long as I'm comfortable in it, I feel like I can rock it. I'm Mm -hmm. feeling myself. I'm going to do what it is. But it's just like being here and people telling me like, oh my gosh, Janice, you're beautiful. I love that outfit. I love what you're wearing. I love your style. Like that makes me feel so good and I just feel like this empowered woman like you know I'm on my own side of the you know (laughs) feminine spectrum right and that it's just it's wonderful to finally be able to do that and be happy and not think of myself any less of a woman because I dress the way I do so that's my that's mine yeah shout out to this KTSW community yeah KTSW KTSW rules yes everybody's pretty much motivated here so it's like Mm -hmm. everybody's always doing something new every semester so it's like okay like we're kind of just building off each other uh we were we were writing for the blog and now here we are like talking to you guys podcast like and like how this podcast even started like we just wanted to do something new and something creative because we want to push our boundaries not just said oh yeah let's do it yeah let's do it like no we sat down and like we actually texted each other threw ideas at each other and 
here we are. Like we we booked a date. We we showed up. We like want... we are the definition yeah. of curating. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we all equally want to be here and equally want to produce things that are exciting. We need to jump into your <laughs> first encounter. First encounter. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess it's just kind of like touching up again. I, I kind of left off with my sexuality or um, embracing my body. And yeah, I think it's just within this last year that yeah, so I've like actually, yeah. yeah, I've actually um, figured out my body and come to, I, I guess I just never spent enough time to like stare at myself or like figure out my body and kind of just understood my body the way others, other people perceived it. Yeah. And so I kind of went along with that for so many years until now where I'm just like, I've cut off toxic relationships. I've cut off like people who have like told me what to do with mm-hmm. myself and what not to do with myself. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, um, I've, um, surrounding myself with a lot of people that are pro- like telling me like, dude, you are awesome. Like you rock, your ideas are awesome. Like supporting me like emotionally and just promoting me to be a better person. Yeah. And that in turn has promoted good energy on myself. Yeah. And so now I'm looking at myself in a more positive light. And when I get home, I'm spending that time alone finally. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, figuring myself out more. And But like more important is like putting that positive energy towards myself yeah. and kind of just like embracing. Yeah. yeah. Like every day, like I get up because we talked about it the other day, you were like, Oh, Alex, like you always put outfits together. And it's like, I do that for myself because if I don't, I know that I'm going to just not feel great about myself, but mm-hmm. that's something that helps me every mm-hmm. day is just set out something that I'm going to feel comfortable in and do my makeup because that's what makes me happy. It's not even like wearing the makeup. It's putting it's like the process of putting it on is like, so, um, therapeutic for me yeah and within this last year I have just like blossomed into myself and even more like these last few months so and it's just it's always all of us it's always gonna be like it's a a growing process yeah Yeah. can I say that like I've been able to watch that in you like yeah like I've I've honestly like it's like I've been like a front row seat to your Mm. to your blossoming yeah you know what I'm saying like you getting here and you're like hey guys I'm from Miami like what are you guys doing here like teach me Texas you know and then like boom yeah Yeah, you know and then boom so true though yeah that's how it was you're like we're eating at these different places and stuff and it's like yeah you watching you just get into yourself and then like you know like be on campus a lot and you know come to KTSW which is like this is a big thing. It's hard to do. for me because I was never really involved. Like I went to a really large college, but I would go to class and go home. Yeah. Like I was uh-huh. very like I didn't want to be a part of anything. And then I, coming here, I was like I live right off campus. I am here all the time. I really wanted to just like submerse myself completely in yeah. college and get that experience. And most definitely, here I am. Basically, you can say like your first encounter was you allowing yourself. To accept yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from like being overly sexualized to now like being 24 and like kind of realizing like, no, like these comments don't own my body. Like the way that I see it, I am trying now to accept the way that I look and try not to compare myself to other people. So like we can have a whole episode um, based off of uh, body image, you know? We do. Yes. We need to. Yes. So... How do we want to end? Yeah, so can we go into a trivia segment? Can I surprise you guys with yeah, it? Yeah, go yes, for it. please. Surprise okay, me. cool. So It's Friday. Who was the first African-American to serve as a U.S. senator? Dang. The reason why I chose this one is because, do you yeah. ever remember a teacher? Yeah, I don't know. Hey, don't guys, this. this is the first president of the United States, but here's the first. You know, we, we don't really get that. So his name was Hiram Revels. Okay. He was well, the Hiram. first 
African-American senator in 1870. Holy. In Mississippi. In Mississippi. In Mississippi. How 1870? interesting is that? Wow. wow. Levels. That's movement. Yeah. That's, that's success, you know? What about the first woman of color? First woman of color? Let's look it that's, up. That's a good question. Rebecca Felton. Whoa, she only served for one day. Oh, well. In yeah. Arkansas. Oh, she filled up her husband's, she's filled for her mm. uh, husband's oh. death. Oh. Wow. But then they. Yeah, I guess they gave it to someone else. Interesting. Insane. So yeah, shout out to them. Okay, cool. Um, One of our little segments is going to be a shout out. It's going to be called Woman of the Week. Women, when, we, when we're saying that, we're really meaning W-O-M-Y-N. So we're going to be inclusive for every person who identifies as themselves, you know, themselves as a woman. So just as a little disclaimer, my first shout out is going to be for Tiffany Haddish. I completely love her energy. I love the, her culture. I guess you could say the culture behind her entire career. You know, she, she started off, um, you know, doing her little, uh, what do they call her little standups, you know, with a few people in the crowd, you know, things like that. And here she is, you know, like, selling out um, theaters, you know, like box office records are being broken from her and her last movie, uh, Girls Trip. Yeah. You know, there's just different things like that. Um, she was just announced uh, that she's going to be hosting the MTV Movie and TV Awards, God. which is big. You know, that's Finally, so cool. it's not another white dude. Yes, or like corny <laughs> Aziz, Azari, uh, uh, you know, or Kevin Hart's corny self. You know, yeah. Yes. Heck yeah. So yeah, that's basically my shout out. Just because um, she has so much positive energy that she that she shares. She you can see it through her work, through her interviews, and she was just surprised with Oprah. Oprah um, surprised her on the Ellen Show, which was really big. Dang. So that's really cool too. Yeah. Um, my shout out for the week is the beautiful Janelle Monae. She's just, ugh, she's black excellence at some of its finest, I have to say. But her her new videos like. For her to come out and validate bisexuality as it is, it is a thing, it is real. Um, I think that's so important for this time, you know, like it's 2018 and people are still saying that bisexuality doesn't exist and it does. So for her to come out and say that with such a beautiful put together video, like that's amazing. And the prints like reference just homage is it was beautiful yeah. so shout out to her for that god Very that could cool. be a whole nother subcategory mm-hmm. of an episode as well <laughs> <'Cause it's> like <laughs> people saying bisexuality doesn't exist and it's just like monogamy doesn't exist yeah. uh, <laughs> like Bingo. being <laughs> consciously straight but subconsciously gay like that's a whole other yeah realm sure. of uh uh, we top. have topics here, guys. Yeah, we got topics. topics for days. <laughs> Catch us next week. Yes. <laughs> but for real. Yeah, for real. For real. Come, but no, come back. <laughs> but still. Um, I just changed mine um, okay. to Sabrina Claudio. She Ooh, is um, – I'm trying to listen to more – uh, women of color on Spotify and I think it all started by like listening to SZA and I literally could not stop listening to her and then I went into like Daniel Caesar but now I'm back to like Sabrina Claudio and she's half Cuban half Puerto Rican and amazing beautiful voice and I'm just trying to listen to um, uh, more not even like underground but more women of color who are um, put, putting out awesome content that don't yeah. get enough 
um, listens and things like that. Most definitely. And she her message is great. Mm-hmm. Her message, like when she first came out, like her, um, her EP, Confidentially like Lost. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is all about finding yourself in the most like simplistic, beautiful way. I love that. Mm-hmm. All her lyrics are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great show. Yeah, dude. I, I just thought about it and I was like, I've been listening to her nonstop yeah. and it's just making me feel some type of way. So yeah. I, like, <laughs> I need yeah. to do a shout out. Wow, guys. That was that was like our last segment right there. It is time to sign off now. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. If you've made it this far, yeah. if you've scrolled past a few conversations and you That's decided cool to listen at the end, thanks for even clicking and listening. Yeah. Share us. Um, tell your friends. Mm-hmm. If, if you, you think, think that, someone is like interested and yeah, can relate to one mm-hmm. of us. Because I know we have like a lot of differences that, you know, that has like a huge outreach. I feel like if there's anybody who's going to listen, it's probably my mom. Oh, yeah. My mom, too. She's going to be on it. Hello. Hi. I've made hey, it. Yeah. I love we you. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, of course. So um, I guess we can like show some little gratitude. Thank you, KTSW, for oh, yes. providing us with this platform with this studio this beautiful studio to be in and then thank you guys like we gotta give it up for ourselves too because well like we really just got us off the ground you guys are great too i love you guys i love you (laughs) yeah so yeah we're here we are unapologetic yes (laughs) we're bringing all the sass to you this is women of content you're listening to asia alex janice Thank you for listening. See you next week. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We're going to drop our social media handles. So give us a follow. Yeah, follow me for great content. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, follow us on social media. Thank you for listening again. This was Woman of Content. Yay. Yay. Yes, we did. (laughs)